Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Sten. I would like to announce that my team in Nashville is looking to add an experienced advisor. This advisor would have approximately four years or more of experience, but more importantly, this advisor is looking for a new challenge. This advisor wants to take the elite path and reject the average path in our industry. In this role, you will work right alongside me growing your business. Together, we will help level up legacy as an organization. If you think you're up for this challenge, you can go to stenmorgan.com backslash apply to answer the questionnaire. Or if you're listening to this and you're thinking of another advisor that could be a good fit, please make that connection. If that advisor becomes an advisor on our team, I will send you a $5,000 referral fee. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the podcast here with my friend Andy. And today we are talking about targeting strategies. What I mean by that is gone should be the days of I'm going to go out in the community and hopefully bump into somebody randomly that's going to share a bunch of personal information with me and I'm going to have a product to solve that problem. You will now be empowered with specific ideas that you can put numbers to and you're going to say, I know where the people are that need this idea and I'm going to spend my time going to get them. And you'll be way more effective with your time. And this is one of the things that we taught at our live event that we're constantly talking about with um, our, the members of our network uh, is that what is your strategies? What, what are your targeting strategies? And, and the way to define them really is that it's, it's a strategy that you use and then go pursue a lead with, mm-hmm. right? Versus, uh, again, just sort of having all these sort of tools in your tool belt. And it's like when I come across someone, maybe I have something for them. That, that will happen. But the foundational difference is that it is proactive, that's right. It is. It is a. It is. It is. An, I can take this and I can go find mm-hmm. uh, people that need this again instead of just sort of hoping you stumble across people and they might they might fit some yeah. uh, parameter that you want to work with them. Uh, you this, and the other reason I love this this idea of targeting strategies uh, is that I think it's it's one of the ways that it's a great story of you very early in your career identifying a targeting strategy. And then putting in the work. I love the, <laughs> yeah. the Excel sheet. That's right, man. Um, but 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 this is something that if you're struggling as an advisor and you're like, man, I just my prospects are just not there. Yep. This is something you can do starting today. Mm-hmm. It takes legwork, but it will work if you do the legwork. So yep. tell them the story about and if if you, I think you probably told it in like episode eight or five or something like that. So mm-hmm. that was forty five episodes ago. Yeah. So tell them again the story about how you identified a targeting strategy and mm-hmm. then. You used it to get clients. Yep. So, so a lot of the times where I look back at my career and I said, hey, that was a pivot or a, a change in thinking, it was usually motivated from like the frustration boiled over. Like I couldn't tolerate where I was anymore. And I meet so many advisors that are just, they have the ability, they have the desire, they just don't have the direction. And they're almost just like chomping at the bit for saying, just tell me where to go. Like, yeah. let me focus my energy. Help me focus tell my me energy. exactly what to do tomorrow. That's right. And I'll do it. And so, so many are just in limbo of like, I'm here, I'm ready. I want this life. I want to help people with their money. I have some skills, but like, tell me what I need to learn and tell me who needs it. And so this is where for me, targeting strategies going way back to when I started Legacy. And I was in Nashville, didn't know anybody, sitting around thinking, you know, who has money and if I had a, a few plate appearances, what are the chances that I close more of a quality client than just randomly hoping I bump into somebody? Because I only had so much time in the day. And so I said, doctors. And there's probably advisors listening that are laughing because doctors can be great clients or sometimes really hard clients. Yeah. And so I was 24 with my baggy suit and <laughs> got a hold of the Vanderbilt 
hospital benefits packet uh, from another advisor who did some group benefits there or something. And I read through and realized that their group disability plan at the time only covered two years of own, uh, own occupation, which means if you're a physician that works there, you're dis- disabled longer than two years, it reverts to a more general definition, which is not good for you. All right, which means you essentially have to go get any job. Yeah, if you were completely unable to work, maybe any type of medicine versus your specialty. Right. Which if you explain that to any doctor, they're like, no, I went to school for this. This is what I enjoy doing. This is what I want to, what I think I'm protected for. And so I went home because I just had time at night, you know, instead of watching TV or something, I'd sit there with my Excel spreadsheet, sometimes even with the sports on in the back. And I went off the Vanderbilt website because they had public email addresses. And I said, here's the doctor's name. Here's the email address. And then date contacted. And I started sending very specific emails that weren't really long. I said, hey, I'm Sten, an advisor. I didn't know if you knew this, but your disability plan you're paying for only covers you to this extent. I'd love to swing by your office. The key to that was a very specific strategy to a very specific audience. Yeah. And so at the time, it was still kind of a very manual process for me. So I would send out 100 emails, maybe get 20 replies, and I'd get 10 meetings and close some. But for me, I'm just going to say there's a lot of advisors who are like, I'll take it. Sign me up. I'll take it. Yeah. And then I found out about another strategy while working with those doctors through the DI that there was this window into their 403B plan that as an advisor, I could actually go help them. Where most 401k, 403b plans, that money's locked up. So in my past career life before that, if I saw somebody that was 50 years old with a million dollars in their 401k, it was off limits unless they retired or got fired. And so I went back to the list again. And I said, hey, here's another specific idea that applies very specifically to you. And I would get more contacts. And so that focusing on Vanderbilt doctors with two specific strategies essentially launched my business. Yeah, And it was the first taste I had of like, okay the yellow pages and just hoping Larry or Susan are a good prospect. Like that was going to be the average path. Yeah. I was like the elite path says I'm going to educate myself specific ideas and I'm going to find my effort is going to be just finding where those people are. So today on our elite advisor weekly call, we were doing, well, we were doing, this is a monthly strategy call where they just have to bring strategies or working on the clients. That's what this one specifically was. Um, someone was talking about a specific business. I know they were talking about a software startup. Mm-hmm. It was Brian. He was saying, Hey, I'm working with this client and he works with this painting company. The wife works with the startup. They've been up for about, you know, a couple of years and, and, da, da, da. and he goes to start talking about the, the, the husband and da, da, da. And I said, Hey, did you, did you say that the, the wife works at a startup? And he came to our hard to charge live event. I said, oh, nice. Did you think about R and D credits? for them and he's like oh i didn't nice so in our research and development we've oh, run yeah. through some idea partners are prevalent uh uh with startups because they're research and developing things yeah right? especially in like the tech space they're or tech, they're a tech startup creation and so he's of, like yeah. oh man i totally need to go back to her and, and get a meeting with her boss about these r&d credit again it's mm-hmm. every startup he ever runs into he can go oh i have i have a targeting strategy for yeah. that right and if you're a leader, if you run a firm, you know, we, we've worked with firms with hundreds of advisors. We're not telling your advisors to go out there and start doing people's taxes or advising on legal matters. What we teach our advisors to do is you need to be aware of great ideas because that is the most powerful weapon you have. But if I sit with a client that says, hey, I love real estate. I own this commercial building I bought a year ago. It's been, and I say, hey, have you heard of cost segregation before? And they're like, no, what is that? Oh, well, cost segregation allows you to accelerate the depreciation on a piece of property and realize more of that tax benefit up front. Client versus prospect over, versus over, over 39 decades. years. Yeah. 
I don't know about you, but I'd rather have a dollar today than a dollar 20 years from now. I could do a lot smarter things with that dollar. Done. They then get with their CPA or somebody else to implement the plan. But forever, whose idea was that? Sten's idea. That was Sten's idea. He brought that up. So being a curator of great ideas, you will have your superpowers. You will say, hey, but by the way, we manage money really well. Or here's a financial plan that you're going to pay me a fee for. Or, hey, when we get to the insurance step, we can really help you with that. But I'm going to be generous with my knowledge and expertise. And therefore, I'm going to spend extra time on the side equipping myself with these ideas because they will become your product. One of our advisors on the call today, another one, uh, was saying, hey, I had a client come to me with a specific issue. And because I had a relationship with a tax attorney, I, I connected mm-hmm. them right away. It was actually a very good friend of the one of our advisors. And again, it was they had these strategies ready to go. So again, mm-hmm. there's two sides of this. One, you need to have strategies ready to go if you happen to come across something. Mm-hmm. Today, specifically, we're talking about targeting strategies where you can take it and, and go do it. I want to ask you a question. I, I don't mm-hmm. think this idea is revolutionary. No, no one's ever heard of taking a, a strategy and sort of per, pursuing people with it. Mm-hmm. Why don't people take an idea and then go try to pursue all the plumbers in town or all the realtors mm-hmm. in town or... What's the gap where some advisors just don't do what you did with the Excel sheet? I think there's at, at times our nature, our our stories, our tapes are so strong that it's easy to revert back to just what we know. Meaning I'm just going to meet with some more people that I kind of have a relationship with and ask them for business. Like that is the average way. And as humans, our, our pull is towards average. And we have to we have to recognize that as soon as we can so we can catch it and short circuit it. Yeah. With hundreds of advisors, I'd even say thousands of advisors we've we've coached and talked with now, this is still a novel idea. Because I think they don't take the time to find these ideas. Yeah. That what they're doing is saying, I I manage money. So I'm gonna spend all my time trying to think about how to position the way I manage money differently, which yeah. newsflash However you think you're saying it, it's not that different. <laughs> the client does not realize it's different, even if you think it's different. Right. Or this, my insurance product, I'm going to think of a new nuance to add a rider to it. Again, clients like, what? Like, I don't get it. It's not exciting. I've probably heard it before. Taking the time to say, I'm going to go out there, and this is what we coach our advisors to, to build a network, whether it's I subscribe to newsletters from different other professionals for those ideas to come to me once a month, or I build a COI database, which we spend a lot of time. This is so powerful. My business, I get my best referrals from centers of influence now because they know we have great ideas and they know that we are generous with our ideas. And so if you go to a COI, I no longer ask COIs, hey, can you refer somebody to me tomorrow? I don't even bring it up in the first meeting. I say, what are the best ideas you have? Because I know if that attorney or that CPA or that PNC agent, whoever it is, gives me one idea and I realize like, oh, I know the profile. I know that avatar. For example, when I was doing the R&D credits, I realized through that, that, oh, if you're an electrical contractor, they get R&D credits. I didn't know that. If you were a boat manufacturer, slam dunk home run. Yeah. All of a sudden, okay, I'm going to look up every boat manufacturer within 50 miles of me because with the data I have, I know every single one of them needs this. Yeah. Some might be doing it already, but that is a way better use of my time than cold calling random business owners. Yeah. Hey, could you talk to me about your finances not knowing if I truly can <laughs> help right. you? If you'd email me your tax return, I will versus, look through Versus, hey, you're a boat manufacturer. Do you know this about boat manufacturing? And I and worked with go. somebody else last month. They did the same strategy. Like, oh, I know about them. Yeah. And it saved them $300,000. And I'm thinking of this because the firm that you use this, mm-hmm. right? Sten, this is not Sten becoming 
you know, adding tax credits for boat manufacturers to his company. Yep. It's using a third party. Mm-hmm. But that third party has a specific, I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's got a nice picture of a boat on it. Oh, yeah. But it's got a specific handout for boat manufacturers <laughs> right. on these credits. Yep. And, and the idea is, like, there's another expert, but the boat manufacturer didn't meet with that expert. That's right. They, they met with you or, yep. or you pursued them and said, hey, this, I can help you with this. Yep. And some people would say, but you're not doing it. It's like, but it wouldn't have happened without you. Yep. And for you, it was an example. It was an idea to say, and this is one of those lines I use, if I accomplished that in a week, if I identified an opportunity, connected you with somebody and solved that problem for you in a week, imagine what I can do in the next 12 months. Yeah. And they say, where do I send the check? Yeah. What, what do you need me to sign? I also think this, and this is probably underselling, you're probably underselling yourself a little bit, cause, but you could also say, that's worth the fee alone right there. I oh, mean, yeah. if, they, if we did nothing else, that should just pay for itself. Oh, yeah. Right? I yeah, mean, we te- all, so we those, teach those rooms, things are both true. Yeah, and we teach rooms of advisors. Like our process, no one will say no if you want them because the way you're going to lay it out is you're going to show them, I just paid for myself in the first two meetings. Do you want to work together? Right. If every business that sells anything is able to essentially say, I just paid for myself before I charged you, no one will say no if you want them as a client, if they are a good fit. Right. They will not say no. Yeah. If you're in the business of, are you worth the investment? Uh, you know, do I help, do I help you make more than more money than I cost you? Mm-hmm. Th- this should be a simple math. Yep. You know, and, and some people might say who are, who are watching or listening right now, well, I do that, but I do investments. I do that, but I do insurance. You know, I, while there might be true, I think that one of the issues with insurance and investments is one, this the timeline, mm-hmm. right? But also is I, I just, I think that, that those things already have a name for themselves. Mm. And fundamentally, you don't have a lot of control over that versus like, no, if we, have, if we do tax credits and we know this about mm-hmm. if you hire a veteran, you get this tax credit, oh, you've hired seven, yep. it's $2,000 each. I can't, you know, that's about the range, yep. but we have this outside firm, that's $14,000 and some of those are recurring. I mean, that's right, right th- those are real numbers versus yep. like, well, if you just put it in there and just, you know, it might go up and down and yeah, I went down 30% last year, but no, next year it'll be better. Right. That, that's harder to kind of grasp. The industry has commoditized itself. There are so many voices that are saying, hey, we're different, we're different, we're different, but the, the noise is just leveling the playing field to like, clients don't really know the difference. Yeah. There might be firms that do some really specific marketing yeah. where, you know, a Fisher Investments is like, hey, if you have a million dollars or more, call us. Okay, they just knocked out a bunch of people. Their, yeah. their pool shrunk a little bit. But that's still tough. You're In that environment, if you're saying, I'm different because I manage insurance in a special way or I manage money differently, unless that person was referred to you hot, which they would probably do business with you anyways, even if your spiel was not that good – our process separates you from the other four advisors, other advisors, or whatever noise is in the marketplace for them to say, this is different and it's worth my time. So specifically, target strategies are done well if they solve a specific problem, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're saying, I'm going to talk to you about this thing. Now, this isn't the only thing that you would work with them on, That's right. but it, it opens up the conversation. I mean, think about the last time you saw someone that had something in common with you. They were wearing, you know, I'm walking around, I see someone with a Colts shirt on. I'm from Indianapolis. And I'd say, hey, aren't we pathetic? And they'd say, <laughs> yes, we are, right? Um, you know, but it's something in common. It's a, yep. it's a connection, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you call a boat manufacturer and say, hey, did you know about this? If you call a startup and you say, hey, has anyone ever talked to you about R&D credits for research? Because yep. I think you would qualify for those. Yep. And that would include actually, and you're going to talk with the phrasing on this, with the payroll. I mean, mm-hmm. you can deduct, Pay- yeah, there's hiring credits based on certain well, demographics. Saying, uh, you can, and- it actually, something about the payroll for the person who's doing the research. Anyway, my point being, oh, yeah. my point being, like, there's a complexity where they're like, 
I no, no one's ever talking about that. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, I, I we have to do a little research, but 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 I work with someone and this is this is their specialty. They just yeah. go find credits mm-hmm. for startups like you and they're like uh like and so you could say I you know, I've worked with other people in the past and this is what we did for them. Yeah. Okay, now I'm listening. That's yeah, whenever possible, specific. whether you get on the phone with them or in person, probably usually not over email, but saying, here's the idea, here's a story of this idea being right. implemented, and here's the potential outcome. Right. So the next part of that is you led to it nicely, which is one, it solves a specific problem. Second mm-hmm. is the opportunity is big enough. That's right. They're not going to probably meet with you if you're like, hey, I can save you $400 next year. That's right. Business owner hung I'm, up the phone. I'm busy. That's right. right. Uh, so it has to be an opportunity that's big enough that they want to take action. And the other is that these things, uh, a targeting strategy can start, be be the, the foot in the door for a larger conversation about planning and other oh, opportunities. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you have, the, the whole point of this is not for you to become an expert in the idea. It's not for you to say, this is all I have. Because some advisors have the fear of like, yeah, but if I give that away, they're going to take that idea and go find somebody else to do it. Or they're going to try to do it themselves. If you have that thought at all, from my personal experience and other advisors that have coached me in this way that I didn't really believe up front, they will not. They will just not do it. They're not going to all of a sudden try to come become a financial expert. They're you're just gonna, saying they're either going to not do it or they're going to do it with you. They're not right. going to take it and go. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to, on the way to pick up their kids from soccer practice, be like, oh, I'm going to look this up and try to implement this on my own. They're just, they're going to do it with you or they're not going to do it at all. Or they're going to do it with somebody else because that person was more convincing than you. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I would submit that most of the times our experience with our advisors and our network, and I know with you, but I like to use other people as an example instead of you. Mm-hmm. Our advisors say that the, their their prospects say, "I've never heard of that." Uh, Craig, uh, one of our uh, advisors, was saying he met with someone who was in real estate, and their their response was, "My mind is kind of blown right now." <laughs> and this is a person that you know had been a, a client in other areas, but they are in real doing some real estate, and Craig. Learned some things at our recent event, went back, had a meeting with this person and, and shared some things about real estate with this person who's in real estate. Yep. And they're like, my mind is blown right now. Oh, yeah. Again, that's going to get the conversation going where you can talk about other things. Yep. Right? And if you have an established book of business, we, we have advisors that have been in the business for a long time. We had our live event and we had some studs in the room <laughs> where you're like, why are like, they're good. Like, but they're still hungry to learn and be different. Yeah, and, yeah. and they even realize like, man, I give giving away so much value for free. We speak about generous ideas, but don't give yourself away for free for too long. Yeah, And they're realizing like, wow, there's so much power and value in what I'm doing. They can go to their existing book of business and, and almost represent themselves in a yeah, new way. Absolutely. Or there's the advisors who are like, this is new to me. I'm still learning. They are different moving forward for every new prospect they hit. So so this this is the way. This To be an elite advisor, you will be generous with ideas. You have to have concepts and strategies to teach to. But tomorrow, if you were saying, I'm frustrated with my prospecting, right. I'm not sure what to do, I will tell you, find two or three specific ideas. And then go. And go find them. And yeah. have a story. I'll, I'll go back to what I said a minute ago, because this is really important. If this is your only takeaway, specific idea to a specific group. But you need to be able to say, here's the idea, here's an example of it being used, and here's the potential value of it. Right. You have to follow that formula for the person to say, okay, let's meet, or let's try to schedule a meeting. Right. That will move them. If they're ready, let me get let me let me back up one step deeper, which I think is going to really equip those who are listening. Which is, if you're like, what are the ideas? The, the mm-hmm. source of so many targeting strategies are the COIs, which you mentioned earlier. Yep. So so you're going, guys, this sounds great. I don't have the one. I don't have one of those ideas. Yep. Go to your COIs and yep. say, what are the top three strategies mm-hmm. that you use with your clients? Yep. Make sure you understand them, and then taking that knowledge. 
create it, create the targeting strategy, and, mm-hmm. and you can ask that COI as well. Tell me a story or an example around that. Mm-hmm. Well, we had this. It was a software company. Da, 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 yep. da. Okay, great. Now you've got your strategy mm-hmm. and understanding of enough. You can go target someone with it. And yep. then you've got a story. Yep. Then you have to approach that person with that targeting strategy and say, here's an example of, of how this would work. Yep. Right. It doesn't have to be you, you. Maybe you've never even done it before, but you know that it works. Yep. And you say, I, I no promises here, but I think it'd be worth us at least having a conversation about it. Yep. And if the story is compelling enough, then they will. Yep. So examples of targeting strategies, um, I know that within Tennessee, there's some rules about realtors and the way that they structure their business. Mm-hmm. That your offices use that. Uh, R&D uh, tax credits um, for hiring, for R&D. Um, uh, I'm paying your kids is, is, is one. If you, Any business owner whose kids are of any reasonable age to actually contribute to the business. Right. That's one a lot of business owners aren't doing. Uh, I mean, the R&D track, tax credits, I've used that one. Cost segregation, anybody that's in real estate. Uh, think about self-directed IRAs you can teach to. It's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. There's just so many strategies that you probably have bumped into and are aware of. But because it's not attached to a product you sell, you're, you're devaluing it in your own mind. Yeah. And we want to challenge you to say, but put those actually in front. Lead with that. Like that's the tip of your spear is these great ideas. Because it's going to build rapport quick, and then the other engagements to come. The investments will come. The insurance will come. But you need to come up with a specific idea and say, I know the person that this fits with, and I know where they are, and I'm going to go get them. So I moved here about eight years ago from South Dakota. And about five years ago, my mother-in-law said, um, she said, hey, um, I put your name into this list, and your name came up. And I was like, what are we talking about? (laughs) And she said it was unclaimed taxes. I had some refund out there from something, and I nice. didn't. And she, I was like, "Okay, thank you. but it was too, for the state of South Dakota, which is weird because there's like no state income tax." So I was like, "I don't, I don't know what, I don't hmm. know why, what situation was probably because I was a business owner. I think I'd overpaid or something like that. And it was a few hundred dollars, but but the reason that I was interested in following up on that is I was it was money I didn't know was out there, hmm. and suddenly it was there, and yep. it just took God, you know. Shout out to Linda, God bless you, Linda. <laughs> thank you, I love you, uh, love my mother in law for many reasons, but that was just icing on the cake, right? Um, but but it it's just like getting a call and saying, hey, I don't know if you knew this, but there's some money that you didn't know, but it's out there and it's got your name on it. Yep. You think the person's going to go, eh, no, thanks. No, mm-hmm. no, you, that's not your opening line. Hey, there's some money. Okay, scam. Hang yeah, up, right? right. But if you say, hey, I, I'm not sure if you've heard about this. And so my mother-in-law was literally like, I didn't know if you knew about this, but there's this thing and this thing and, it's, and I typed in your name and, it, and you're in there. <laughs> and it's essentially calling someone and saying, Hey, I don't, I don't know if you heard about this thing, but there's this thing, and then, and I actually think it might apply to you. Yep. Uh, you know, would you like to explore that? Uh, and you tag on a story to that. Yep. That'll get you the doctors from Vanderbilt to meet with the 24 year old in a baggy suit. Oh, all day long. <laughs> and, and and the kind of the black belt version of this is that you have a backup one just in case it's somebody that's like, oh yeah, I'm using that already. Oh. Oh, great, that's powerful. But hey, did you know about this? Yeah. So so I wouldn't. If you stack the ideas, you'll get better at just kind of having your repertoire. But if tomorrow you're saying, Sten, I don't know all that stuff yet. It, but I do have a couple ideas, and I know yeah. it applies in a certain target What's market. What's the depreciation one? What do you call it? The or cost seg- cost segregation. Okay, so co- so an example of that would be they're like, oh yeah, we've already done cost segregation. Great. Well, did you know that you could use that money towards this? And you're and they're like, oh no, I didn't. That's right. Right. Where that is, I'm I'm yep. deferring to you on that. And then but. there's tough parts in like R and D or cost seg world. There's firms that'll say, hey, I'll do that for you, but I, I take a twenty five thirty percent of what you get back. The firms we've partnered with, they charge a flat fee. That's a fraction of that amount. Right. So just because someone's gone down the path of a strategy doesn't mean they've done it the right way. doesn't mean they maximized it. The, the main takeaways for you, my hope is that your prospecting from this point forward is forever different 
because you will not just throw random stuff out or hope you bump into somebody at the mall that becomes a client. Yeah. That you will say, here are the people I serve best. If I don't know who I serve best, I'm going to start working on some system to serve people better. But I'm going to build myself to, to solve their problems. And your close rate goes through the roof. Yeah. Your, your frustration of I don't know where these people are plummets. And someday if you do this well, if you follow our process like we do at Legacy, your problem will become, hey, how many clients are we able to onboard this month? Yeah. Not where are the clients? Well, thanks again for listening to today's show. We hope that you'll identify some targeting strategies and then go use those strategies to target specific prospects. This works if you put it into practice. So when you do, please go to stenmorgan.com slash podcast and let us know how it went. And if you have other questions, you can go to that same URL, stenmorgan.com slash podcast and send us a question there. As always, we really appreciate you leaving a review for us on the podcast app of Apple. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you.